It's the Americhicks with Molly Boats and Kim Monson. The most important stories. They are like this newfound, off-hinged part of the left. Even Chuck Schumer's pushing back on. The latest in politics and world affairs. The buck is stopping with Trump. The different administrations prior to him have been kicking the can down the road on a number of issues. And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead. The heart of this is, is the U.S. Constitution a progressive document? Or is it something that should be looked at as an original document? It's the Americhicks. Molly and Kim. Because face it, ideas matter. Because ideas matter. We made it, and this is the Friday right before Christmas. Everybody's taking some time, hopefully, to spend with their family and their friends and remember the reason for the season. This is the Americhicks. I'm Molly Vogt. I'm Kim Munson. So do you have your Christmas shopping done? What? Do you have your Christmas no, shopping done? that happens on Christmas Eve, Kim. Okay. You got to save the best things for last. That's for sure. I saw the greatest, I saw the greatest meme the other day. It said... Um, Okay, 364 days of fun and one day of coal. I'll take my chances. Yeah. <laughs> I like coal because you can turn it into diamonds if you're really smart. <laughs> you are so positive. <laughs> yeah, silver lining. There you go. Uh, well, so this is our last our last live show for the year. We've got some really awesome oh my gosh, it's be shows awesome next for week. you all next week. A bunch of uh, different World War II shows. One that I'm just so excited for everybody to hear is The Great American Saint Nick. And uh, that was one of our veterans. It's a World War II veteran. It's a story when he was serving in Luxembourg. And it was during um, the time that they normally celebrate St. Nick. And obviously the kids had no they parents. celebrated for five they years. They didn't have fathers around. They didn't have grandfathers. There were no men really around because they you know, either fighting in the war or. And the Americans had just recently gotten there. You know what? They just recently got in there. It had been five years, I think, of occupation by the Nazis. Yeah. It was brutal. Yeah, it was really, really bad. And they didn't have a lot of food or candy or anything. And so this is um, just right before the Battle of the Bulge. And our soldiers stepped up and took their rations, their candy bars, things like that, melting it down, made hot chocolate for the kids. And one of the soldiers dressed up like the St. Nick, like St. Nick, and they did this whole parade. And they still celebrate it today. Mm-hmm. And he actually just passed this year. He just passed on. His son, Don, Corporal lives Brookins. here. And that's how uh, we, we made the connection. And so this is one of our traditions now yeah. uh, around Christmas time is we play the American St. Nick. It's a wonderful story. So that will be played on both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Excellent. So tune into those. So today we are going to get into uh, many of the headlines, top issues that are going on. But then in the second half, because it's Christmas time and we are celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, we are going to be speaking with Jim Lewis. He has a master's in counseling psychology, a master's of divinity. Uh, he is at your church, Kim, and he is going to be talking about today's relativistic, postmodern, secular society, teaching people about redemption and the need for a Savior. Mm-hmm. We figure that it's time for, to have Good a conversation, conversation have. about that. You bet it. All right. So let's get to the news. Uh, One of the things that we were concerned about yesterday was the fact that um, Congress was not going to put any money in for border security into the bill. And it's, you know, the end of the year. Into the continuing resolution. And Mm -hmm. uh, 
many people are, are many congressmen have already headed home. And we know at the beginning of next year, the Democrats have the power of the House. And so we wanted to hurry up and get something done this year so that we could protect our border. Five billion dollars is a very small amount of money. And uh, finally, the question is, is why haven't they gotten that done? Right. You know what? And they're thinking they're going to get their rear ends on airplanes and go home for the holidays without getting this done. So is that what we pay them for? Yeah. No, yeah, no, I know. I think I think that Congress should not be paid if they don't get their work done. They don't get paid. Well, in the private sector, that's kind of how it works. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I am glad to see and that a lot of people are coming out saying, President Trump, please do not sign this. Veto it. Do not sign it. So the good news is everybody took that message to heart. And the House went back to the drawing board and they put together a bill, a uh, 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 continuing resolution that actually does include five billion dollars for the border and also some extra money i think for uh what's it called uh basically for relief and disaster relief things like the wildfires that just took place in california what have you so the house has passed that that happened last night and today it will go to the senate so we'll see what happens the senate better get it done i know they were grabbing congress at the airport saying get back here and get to get to work on this it, obviously it's not going to happen next year because the house isn't going to let it through right they the need to get it done power, which is kind of crazy to me because the democrats always wanted a border wall before hillary wanted one they they all talked about that yes we need a border wall it's completely political that they don't want president trump to be able to check a box on a uh, a promise as the candidate but they're not thinking about the risk to americans well you know these politicians border. i think they put their finger up in the wind and they determine, they, they figure out that this is what the people of America want. People do want to be protected. Mm-hmm. You know, they say that the suburban woman uh, is, is one of the most difficult um, voting blocks for Trump and Republicans to get right now. And you know what? I, I, I got to say, regarding Republicans, they better start acting like Republicans if they want to get elected. And uh, if they're going to act like Democrats, then, you know, why go through the brain damage of campaigning for them and uh, uh, putting money into their, in, in, you know, into their campaigns if, in fact, when they get there, they act like Democrats? So let's finally have people step up and have those Republican um, policies that, you know, smaller government, lower taxes, all those kinds of things. And so the fact that we are now to uh, Christmas and Paul Ryan had to bring everybody back to get this money into this continuing re- resolution. It's like, yes, get, get back there, get this vote taken, because, as you mentioned, the Democrats have said for years and years and years, hey, we need a border wall, because they knew that's what people wanted. They had no intention of doing it. Yes. We realize now that many of the leadership in Republicans had no intention of doing it as well, so Trump needs to stay tough on this and make sure he gets that done. Now, yesterday we had... Um, uh, not Jason McBride, our, our great partner with Presidential Wealth, Wealth Management, but Jason McBride with uh, GRASP, which is Gang Recovery and Support Project. And uh, he was mentioning that that he also thought that there should be a wall on the northern bar- border. And, uh, you know, I was thinking a lot about that conversation. And, you know, he, he's right. That, that border needs to be secure as well. But it's right now it's been the southern border that has been so porous. With the caravans. With the caravans and all. So we need to yeah. get that taken care of. And then to his point, then we can look at the northern. But we got to get the southern border taken care of. Yeah. Well, let me make a point to that on the Mexican, uh, the Mexico side and what's going on at the border right there. Something really cool just came out yesterday that makes me very happy. Homeland Security Secretary uh, Kirsten Nielsen just came out and said, we are ending catch and release. It is now going to be catch and return. 
It's about time. And I think that's a great idea because why would we catch them and release them into our country and say, well, you know, just wait until we call you back. Most people don't come back there for their court proceedings. Once they're in, they're in. They're going to go hide. They're going to go undercover. They're going to use somebody else's Social Security number. And that's obviously not good for us, but it's not good for them either because if somebody's here hiding in the shadows their entire life, they're not going to go out and try to get a good job and pay taxes and try to actually you know, send their kids to good schools. They're not going to be um, because they're in the shadows. good members of society. Yeah, they're, they're- Productive members of society. Right. And, and, you know, we're learning that a lot of these folks are coming over not for the American dream. Many of them are coming over and getting all kinds of public assistance. And, you know, we need to make sure that we take care of our own. You've said it many times uh, on an airplane. They said, put on your oxygen mask and make sure that you mm-hmm. are taken care of right. before you can help anybody else. And that is such an excellent example, Molly, that we need to put our oxygen mask on here and make sure that we have our house in order, and if we're strong, if those foundations are strong, then we and Americans have a great history of that. Our World War II project, I mean, these are people that went out and put their lives on the line to stand against tyranny. They, I mean, they risked it all, yep. and that's the American idea. Well, we have our, our soldiers today going to other countries. To, like, you know, we're talking about pulling out of Syria, and this is a conversation we'll get into a little bit more in, in this next segment. But, but we're like, okay, our guys are in other countries fighting and risking their lives for other countries, for citizens of other countries. We are the most charitable country in the world. It seems like we, we always have been. We always do what we can to help other people. We are good, good people. And, but when people want to come into our country and they're, they're, bring, they're human trafficking, they're bringing sex slaves here, they're bringing drugs here, we already have enough drug problems. We don't need any more of that. And our life expectancy is going down. We need to make sure that the people coming into our country are coming for the right reason. And that they know our laws. And that's one of the things that they learn, our laws, during the naturalization process. Because, he, you know, hey, this is, might be mind-blowing for everybody, but our laws are different than every other country out there, which is what makes us the country that people want to go to. Right. There's a reason. There's a reason. You're protected in America from your government, where other countries don't have that. And, and so this will, I'll be an, and give everybody an invite to our book club because Aha, this teaches be you awesome. what is so great about our country. What is, why is our Constitution so unique? What makes this great American experiment such a unique thing that people risk their lives to still come here? Why is our border the only one people are trying to get across? So check out AmeriChicks.com on our website. We've got a book club. It's a Federalist paper, Papers book club starting in January. It's going to be 12 months of awesome fun, and it's called Vino and Veritas. What more Wine and truth. Wine and truth. And we're going to have it at Water's Edge Winery. There'll be wine available. There'll be food available. And Dr. Thomas Cranowitter, you know him. He's the best guy to talk about what the founding fathers were thinking. He has studied them. He does an excellent job. He is, he's funny. Thomas Cranowitter is funny in explaining what they were going through at the time. So go to our to website. Life. Check it out. We're going to read the Federalist Papers, which, if you didn't know, is where our founding fathers made the case for a united government, a unitement across all of the states, and a limited government. Mm-hmm. The, our Constitution gives the government their rights. It doesn't give the people their rights. Our rights were given by God. It gives the government limited rights. Right. And so the way this is going to work is there is a tuition. There's a registration tuition fee, and it's $20 per event, or you can get the whole year for 240 So, okay, you guys out there that are normally shopping on the 24th of December, it's the 21st, and you could actually complete your shopping today. You could go online and buy the complete year of... Uh, 
of Vino and Veritas. You're going to you're going to learn a lot. You're going to make new friends. There's going to be actual human interaction. You're going to be with other people. Well, a lot of people that say, you know, I, I, I can't find groups of people that really think like I do. It's hard. I need, I need a new group of friends to actually understand what liberty and freedom is because everything's getting too crazy out there. You'll meet some good liberty-loving friends if you come to our Well, event. and, and it, it'll be across the spectrum, though, you know, I think, and, and which is a good thing. But the last thing is, is you're going to be able to get your brain around these basic foundational principles so that when you're out there talking with your children or your neighbors or family members, instead of getting angry, you will be steeped in understanding those principles and you'll be able to have reasonable conversations. And that, my friends, is what is going to move the needle. It moved the needle for the Patriots and it's going to move the needle for us. Yep. So be sure and check it out at Merichicks.com. Merichicks.com. It's Vino and Veritas. And so before we go to break, um, let's talk about Hooters Wings because they are amazing. And I know that this is the time where people like you, Kim, are out there baking cookies. You're getting all your food together. You're, you're going to have a lot of people over. But if you want a day of rest, either go to Hooters or get their their stuff delivered because they're awesome and we love them. Well, that's for sure. And uh, I was talking to somebody yesterday about the NFL playoffs, and this is a wild year. They don't know for sure yet who's all going to be in the playoffs. And so uh, Hooters is really your football headquarters. They do all kinds of great things for the Super Bowl. They're going to have a drawing for a TV. So be sure and check out HootersColorado.com. HootersColorado.com. Let them know that you know the Americans. All right. Now, we're going to get a break. When we come back, I want to talk about something. Jason Chaffetz has said that Trump's border wall may get funding after all, even if this bill doesn't pass, which Ooh. thankfully the House has just passed last night. And we'll see if the Senate passes it today. It does put in the $5 billion of funding for the wall. Not sure what's going to happen with the Senate, but there may be a workaround. So stick with the Americans. We'll be right back. All AmeriChicks sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you'd like to support the work of the AmeriChicks and grow your business, contact them at AmeriChicks.com. Work with mortgage professionals who will give you quick, accurate financial advice. Home Mortgage Alliance has the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financing options available to you. The mortgage process can be stressful, and as interest rates rise, it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now so you're ready to buy. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure you are making the right financing choice for you and your family. 303-888-2732. Kim and Mark will remain available to you 24-7 to help you through the process. Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the Americhicks. Call Kim and Mark with Home Mortgage Alliance today. 303-888-2732. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine recently celebrated 30 years with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine believes in homeownership. As a Colorado representative to the National Board of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. The Americhicks, Molly and Kim, know Karen Levine personally and cannot recommend her highly enough. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. We're the Americhicks, Molly and Kim. Check out our website, americhicks.com. We have a great book club coming up at the beginning of the year, and if you haven't 
finished your Christmas shopping, you've got to go ahead and buy a membership to our book club. It's called Vino and Veritas, Wine and Truth. It's starting in January. It'll be all 12 months. Check it out. Before we went to break, we were talking about um, Congress, well, the House, finally, thank goodness, last night went back to the drawing board and did come up with a new bill, and they put $5 billion of funding for the wall. Senate is going to vote on it today. Will it pass? I don't know, but I'm glad at least they went back. We were starting to get really, really concerned that this lame duck group wasn't going to at least try right. to fund uh, protection for our, our own border. We protect everybody else's border. Why can't we protect our own? But even if it doesn't pass, you know, one thing I was thinking, you know, President Trump announced that we are going to be pulling out of Syria. That's got a lot of th- a lot of discussion going on right now. But I've been wondering, is that... Is one of the th- reasons to pull out of Syria because we're going to start to use some of that money to protect our own border? You know, he said we were going into phase two. So I'm wondering, maybe it doesn't mean we're just completely pulling out. Maybe we'll do something less. Maybe there'll be just less of our military there, but we'll have more airstrikes. I don't know. But I was wondering, I know President Trump never gives up anything without there being something in return. It, he, he's been a good negotiator in the past. So while I'm, you know, curious... I'm kind of pushing pause on going overboard with my thoughts right now. Okay. But I got this article from Jason Chaffetz. says that Trump's border wall may get the funding after all due to Washington's dirty little trick. Did you know, Kim and Steve, that in 2016, former President Obama spent $310 billion on unauthorized appropriations? I did not know that. Did you know that every year they say that the government, Republican and Democrats, do this? There is so much money that the Congress has not authorized for anything that's a slush fund. And this has allowed the executive branch over the past many, many, many years to get the money it needs to do what it does that Congress won't formally authorize. Really? Yeah. So not only the sexual harassment claim bucket of $17 million we just found out about, but all of these other things. I mean, remember the $800 billion that former President Obama gave towards the uh, – uh, what you're trying to pull us out of the recession. Oh, the bailouts. The surplus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, – for GM. The bailouts yeah. for, and, you know, Solyndra and, and all that kind of green stuff. Yeah. Things. So there was all that money. Right. So $5 billion is a very, very, right. very small cut to come up with protection at our border. So I think that's that's a positive if there's some extra money. I don't like so that there's saying, extra there's a- money there, but I'm thinking there may be a chance that some other money, we may be able to pull from somewhere else to protect our border. Well, you know, the other thing about it, though, is the optics on this is I I. I agree. I think that there's money there. But the optics are for the American people is they have to have an understanding that, yes, the, that they are paying for a border wall. It's It shouldn't be just, a, uh, you, you know, out of this, you know, what, what billions and billions yeah. of dollars of slush fund. The American people need to know, yes, that the fight has been had with Congress to make sure that they appropriate the money. Yeah. For this border wall. Yeah, so we'll be watching it today. But of the $4 trillion budget every year, $1 trillion is discretionary. That should make us nervous. That uh, should make us really so, nervous. So, um, Why don't we pay back part of the deficit? <laughs> General Mattis has uh, just wrote a letter to President Trump that he is going to be resigning at the end of February. And so I wanted to ask our producer, Steve, he's a veteran himself, what he thinks about that, as well as what does he think about the announcement to pull out of Syria? I think Mattis, I, I'm sorry to see him go. And, you know, is he going for the right reasons? You know, maybe, maybe Trump might be premature. I don't have, as a citizen, I don't have enough information. But setting Mattis aside, I, I, these past two days, uh, Wednesday it was the announcement on Syria. Uh, yesterday, now it says, well, maybe even Afghanistan too. 
and bing, 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 the alarm bells are going off in my head. Yesterday I was talking about uh, Washington's farewell address where he, he warned against foreign entanglements. And now I'm thinking of Eisenhower's farewell address regarding the military-industrial complex. Because right away, mm-hmm. the first thing we heard about is, oh, there's a lot of pushback here from Congress. I was like, what does Congress know? Yeah, okay, they get briefings. We don't, you know, we don't get. All right, so maybe they know a few things. But I'm still thinking the bigger pushback is the military-industrial complex and how many hands are being greased under the table by the MIC. Mm-hmm. And when you start talking about, what well, we're going to pull back in Syria, and I think it's time to get out of Afghanistan, too. Uh, hmm. Who are these squeaky wheels? Yeah, there's going to be, you know, and something people should do over this Christmas break is read both of those farewell addresses, Washington's farewell address and Eisenhower's. It makes me want to, I want to go to almost any president's farewell address. There seem to be little nuggets there that they get out of their experience Mm -hmm. in that position. Like, hmm, what else is out there? Yeah. You know, that could be Vino and Veritas in 2020. Absolutely. His farewell addresses. <laughs> yeah. Ha uh-huh. ha. You are awesome. You know, it, I remember Dennis Miller at one point, the, the comedian, he said, you know, it's like, oh, all the presidents say they're going to do this and this and this and this when they're running. But then as soon as they get into that White House and they open up the here's what's really going on book, you start to understand, okay, I, I, there, there's different things going on here that I wasn't aware of, you know. Different optics. Yeah. A lot different. And I... It, what's crazy to me, too, is that the Democrats want to, us to remain in the Middle East. When in the world in the past did Democrats want us to keep, keep They're like a child. They overseas. are like a, they are like a, a teenager that uh, if the parent says this, I mean, they will always say no. They will always take the opposite view, even if that is what they were for just recently. Right. It's, it's astonishing. Well, that's the thing about the blurred lines and everything is relative and there is no truth. And so it doesn't they can say one thing today and a completely different thing the next. They could be a part of the Me Too movement right now and tomorrow be best friends with somebody they know has been harassing women. Well, and, and that, look at Bill Clinton going yeah. out doing a whole tour right after this whole, uh, you know, Harvey Weinstein deal and, you know, everybody coming after Kavanaugh and the whole deal. And then Bill Clinton, the worst sexual harassment predator of our time is going well, out and charging all this money to go on a speaking tour again i'm just saying the people worst, don't seem to have he, they don't seem to have principles anymore yeah well you know stand by what you believe i wondered where the left was it, when you had this this man clearly in a position of tremendous power and uh, he is carrying on this relationship with an intern who I think she was over 20 years younger than him. You know, and I looked at that. And I'm like, where are the feminists on this? And and so that's a gut check for all of us uh, regarding um, our, our person, uh, you know, where we might give them a pass on one thing and, and not another because they are, quote unquote, our person. And that's why yesterday. Uh, you and I are both really concerned about this executive order that, that President Trump has has brought down regarding these bump stocks, because I right. feel that that is um, a creeping along uh, the assault on the Second Amendment. And uh, so we've we've got to continue to have a conversation on the things that we are concerned about. And uh, so we don't. We don't give anybody a free pass. We've got to make sure, and that is our mantra. Dissecting issues is right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, we're going to have a conversation. And so we are not in the the side that you get a free pass just because, quote-unquote, you're our guy. Whereas on the left, 
that's the way it seems to go. Yeah. Well, one thing about the border wall, I, I got up late last night. I, I was, <laughs> yeah, you know, you go to sleep and you wake up and like, ah, let's go through and see the news real quick for tomorrow morning. And, and I was like, oh, the GoFundMe for the wall is getting a lot of hits and a lot of money. It's going into that thing. <laughs> How much is better? Uh, where are they at right now? I'll look just, at see where if I can find right out. Now. Okay. I put on the outline, the latest that I had as of last night. Let's see. It was, it was 3.5 million in three days. Yes, I thought they were at so it's nine probably million. way over that by now. You keep looking, okay, but I'll tell you this. So I got up last night in the middle of the night, and I went into my kitchen and I got my credit card and I donated because you know <laughs> what? If the, if Congress isn't going to do what they need to do, that we pay them for to protect us, that is all we have ever hired our government to do is to protect we the people, our life, our liberty, and our property. And okay. if they won't do it, then we're going to do it ourselves with any funds that we happen to have left over after they steal it from our from us in the way of taxes. So I got up and I donated. I think it's excellent. This it's a veteran who started this GoFundMe page. He's a triple amputee. Yeah. Uh, they've raised more than six million Thursday afternoon. I thought I heard last night they were at nine million, but I'm not getting an update on that. I think it's going to start steamrolling. Let me I see it's here. Really going to start steamrolling. And I'd like to find out if anybody out there knows. You know, how can this can this money be used? How can it? You know, can it go to President Trump? Does it have to go through Congress? I don't know how that works, but I just think it's awesome show. And he said if he doesn't hit his um, his goal, everybody gets their donations back. But I think it's huge sign to Congress saying, do your job, because we the people are stepping up and giving our money. And that shows you how much we want this protection of our country, of our communities and of our kids. Okay, okay. Hold on here. Uh, Okay, here we go. We the people will fund the wall. It says, okay, it says as of uh, 43 seconds ago, $11.2 million. Wow. Nice. You made a difference, Molly. T- thank How you. much did you give? I'll tell you later. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so last thing before we get to Jason McBride with uh, Presidential Wealth Management, Andy Puzner, who's the former Hardy CEO, he said that Trump's border wall may shake the markets, but he has to do this. Even though the market is kind of, we see that we've got some volatility and we're going to talk to Jason McBride about that in a second here. He said the We've got to do it. And he's calling out the Federal Reserve because while the Federal Reserve only raised interest rates one time during the Obama administration, it has raised it eight times in 24 months under President Trump. It looks like the establishment is they're they're doing everything they can to get this economy stopped. wants to make this economy look bad because it started booming as soon as President Trump took place because of the promise of lower taxes and lower regulations. And he promised to get rid of Two regulations for every new one that came Love into it. place, and I think the ratio is like 20-something to one now. He's done an excellent job. Well, Dr. Brian Dimitrovic said earlier this week that we had a glimpse of what 4% GDP growth yeah. looked like. And my gosh, it looks like they're trying to get that stomped down. So, so yeah, uh, just keep our eyes on the ball and know, know what these guys are doing. Jason McBride, Presidential Wealth Management, good morning. Hey, now I know why the markets have been down the last couple of days. <laughs> you know, because you guys sold like what one percent of your holdings to give to that GoFundMe. Yeah, exactly, and the exactly. Market just couldn't take the pressure. <laughs> How'd you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was obvious. I just look at the charts. I can see it. There's, wow, there's the Americhick component. Yeah. You have the Santa Claus component, and there's that Americhick component now yeah, too. Yeah, huh? Grinch component. <laughs> But Jason, we, let talk to us about the poor market behavior. You know, it opens up, it closes down. What are you thinking? 
Yeah, we've seen quite a bit of that, and there's difference. You know, there's a day when it just goes down, and that's not uh, great either. Uh, but the ones that, that bug me even more is when it opens up strong. I mean, we're up 100, 200 points, uh, and then it just it just fades and turns around and gives it all back by the end of the day or uh, even turns into a big loss, and we've seen several of those recently. Uh, it, it also seems like, you know, some of the, the drops are accelerating some of the uh, smaller stocks and, and risk-on type assets have really started getting hit harder the last two or three days. Uh, that could be the sign of the beginning of some capitulation, which people might say is showing we might be getting close to a bottom, but I'm not sure about that. But yeah, the, the, the behavior has been really nasty. Hmm. And so, Jason, you think it's not really like the the corporate earnings are getting it hurt. It's not like something's bad with these companies. It's just fear. Do you think it's just it, fear and uncertainty? I think it is. And, uh, you know, the markets always try to look like six or nine months down the road. Um, and I do. I think this, this one is showing uh, the concern that, uh, quite frankly, you know, uh, Donald Trump said, if, if the Democrats get in, you're going to see all the progress we've uh, made get taken away very quickly. I don't know if all of it will get taken away, but I, I do think a big part of this is concerns uh, that the market, that, yeah, all the, uh, a lot of the good stuff is at least going to get uh, ground to a halt or made much more difficult to move forward. Yeah, well, I think we're all going to put together some more money. Let's do a GoFundMe page, and we're going to send every member of Congress uh, economics in one lesson by Henry Hazlitt. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. (laughs) I don't know if we can afford to spend enough to educate those guys. (laughs) True. Maybe maybe put together one of those great videos that you do, Jason McBride, and we've got some of those posted at Chicks. Well, you can get the links through ChicksPresidential.com, also through AmeriChicks' Facebook page as well. You're doing a lot of great videos talking about the market and also ways to plan for your nest egg to build it, regardless of what Congress is going to do with taxes. So check out ChicksPresidential.com. Thank you, Jason McBride, for joining us every day and giving us tips on the market. Now, I was going to say, don't scare people by saying those are videos. They're just podcasts. Okay. Audio, audio. They don't have to look at me. Audio. Hey, and Jason, you know, next week we're going to be, we have this whole uh, week built with these great World War II stories, and it's peppered in. We've got some really cool quotes with you. And uh, so we really wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas, a prosperous 2019. And uh, we really appreciate you as uh, one of our partners. Well, thanks. Right back at you and Molly and Steve, of course. Have a great Christmas. All right. Okay, Merry Christmas. All right. Let's go to break. When we come back, it is Christmas time, and the reason of the season is our Savior. And so we are going to be speaking with Jim. Lewis. Lewis. And he, he, he's at your church. He has a master's in counseling psychology, master of divinity degree. We're going to talk about some of the, the questions residing deep within our soul and uh, the need for a Savior. So stick with the AmeriChicks. We'll be right back. You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best. And now, Kim is helping guys, too, with well-priced, made-to-measure shirts, pants, and jackets that fit a busy guy's lifestyle. Guys or gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email Kim at Americhicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at Americhicks.com. 
Hi, this is the Americhicks Molly and Kim. Social media is important to us since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. For those of you who enjoy listening to the show, we'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at Americhicks Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the Americhicks radio show. Contact us at Americhicks.com or email molly at Americhicks.com. You better watch out. You better not cry. It's Christmas time. Happy holidays, everybody. This is the Americhicks, Molly and Kim. Check out our website, americhicks.com. While we're out next week, there are going to be many beautiful shows that you cannot wait to hear. We've got a lot of our special World War II stories you're going to want to hear, especially the American St. Nick. Before we get into our next discussion, I'd like to just remind everybody out there, if you're looking for a gift for yourself, don't forget yourself this year. Uh, Check out Chris Cantwell's uh, Transworld Business Advisors. On his website, he has a list of all kinds of different companies here in Colorado that are for sale. He lists the different industries you can go through and say, yes, that sounds like something maybe I would be good at. And so he can help you buy or sell a business. Why not give yourself the gift of retirement income into perpetuity uh, by a business that's already in place? So check out cccellscompanies.com. It's CC as in Chris Cantwell, cccellscompanies.com. That's for sure. And uh, as you say, that way you can work uh, a whole bunch of hours a week instead of just for 40 yourself, for yourself rather than <laughs> a few for someone else. There you go. So, hey, let's jump in here. Um, as we've been thinking about Christmas, it's Christmas time, celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world. And we now live in, we have to be honest, a relativistic, everything's relative, postmodern, secular society. And we don't teach about people about redemption. We say to people, this is the way you are. There's this, this implication. If you are this way, then you can't change and you can fill in the blank with whatever word it is. And if that is the case, then there is no option for redeeming. And I thought we need to have this conversation because there's so much going on in the world today. And Jim Lewis is, uh, it is a guy, I'm, I'm just really getting to know him, and he was introduced to us through a class that I'm taking uh, with, uh, and want to give a, a shout out to some very dear friends, Ron and Margaret Wall, uh, and prayers for them this particular Christmas. Um, but talking about the big ideas, the things that are on our soul, and Jim Lewis seems like the perfect guy to talk about this. So Jim Lewis, uh, you have a Master of Divinity, uh, a Master's yeah. in uh, Counseling Psych. Ecology, you are the perfect yep. guy to talk to about this. Jim Lewis, welcome to the Americhicks. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm just honored to be with you guys this morning. <laughs> well, a couple We're of things. Thanks, yeah. Jim. What is a what's a master of divinity? It's a three year degree after um, your BA degree, so it focuses on uh, revealed truth. So uh, I'm my degree is focused on New Testament and systematic theology. So it uh, it brings together our knowledge of God's revealed truth uh, with uh, a systematic way of seeing God's truth. Wow. So I did, in, I did intensive studies in Old and New Testament, and then Systematic theology just puts all the truth that we get from the Scripture together and, and makes a system out of it. 
Okay, well, you didn't stop there. You also have a master's in counseling psychology. Uh, yes. And, uh, you know, sometimes people that get over into psycho- psychology, psychiatry, you know, those sciences, they are, are not Christians. How do you mirror this master of divinity and this master's in counseling psycho- psychology together? Well, I, I found no trouble making that transition whatsoever. And as a pastor, I was asking questions about people. What not just what do they need, but what makes their needs felt? How do they experience their need for a Savior? And so I was pastoring a church for about eight years, and I found that the most important work I was doing as a pastor was dealing with people one-on-one and uh, addressing their hurts and their unmet needs. And so, uh, of course, there's a lot of secular psychology, but that's the non-scientific part of it anyway. Uh, but when when you look at psychology through the lens of God's revealed truth, then uh, it opens up a whole new world of healing for people. Well, Jim Lewis, we now live in in generally a a postmodern, relativistic, uh, and I remember this kind of in the sixties or in the seventies. This came out of the sixties. You have your truth. I have my truth. This is how yes. I feel. Um, you know, uh, uh, those, those kinds of thoughts, I think we're seeing that play out now in society. I saw just recently that, uh, you know, the life expectancy in America is going down because mm-hmm. of suicide and opioids, drug addiction. And how can, how can that be? There's something that is not connecting. And then we, of course, have mass shootings. There's something that is not connecting in society. And, yes. and so address that. Okay. So I was organizing some thoughts looking forward to our conversation this morning, and I kept asking myself, in my experience as a counselor, what needs have I seen that drive them to this secular relativistic mindset? And I certainly couldn't list all of them, but I, I found it pretty easy to list the ones that I've encountered. So would this be a good time to just I think so, give yes. an overview? Yes. Okay. So here are seven needs that people experience, because I'm focused on what they experience. In the abstract sense, there are hundreds of needs. But what they actually experience the most, that controls their lives the most, are these. First of all, we all need to belong to something bigger than ourselves. We need to know that we are not all that there is, and we need to know we're not just here and gone. So we're all looking for a way to make ourselves of some lasting significance. Second of all, we need to know that someone is there for us. One of the most powerful uh, concepts I have as a counselor is the idea that we need to be joined to somebody, somebody that understands us, that cares about us, that's there for us. And then thirdly, we need a sense of our own story, something that makes sense of our past, what gives our present meaning, what, what we can look forward to of permanence. And then the fourth one is we need to know what's wrong with our world and what to do with it. Because what we have now with this increasing split between right and left is we have radical differences as to what's wrong 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so left and right have radically different solutions to that. And we find ourselves really fighting hard for our solution because we can make everything right somehow. And then a third, fifth thing is we need to see how to live. So everybody's got a set of rules. Everybody, every system of belief has a set of rules and a set of punishments and rewards for obeying the rules. But what we need to see is something that's good in the form of a person. And so that's what Jesus did when he came. He not only showed us how to live, but he showed us how beautiful it is to live that way, and he showed us a person that we want to live that way for. Great example as a leader, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so when people met Jesus, they automatically followed him because we could see the beauty of his character and the perfection of his character. So he showed us how to live. We need to feel worthy because we all go around with this sense of shame. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. I'm not enough. I'm bad. I'm not what I ought to be. This craving to find where we belong and be what we belong to be. And then finally, as you referred to, we need deliverance from ourselves because we fight wars within ourselves. And we do bad things. People standing off to the side looking at us can see that we do bad things, but we're trying to meet good needs. And so the more we do bad things to try to solve good needs, the more we get locked in a, in a cycle of trying to satisfy ourselves. So that's how I understand the needs that people are trying to meet. Well, and Jim Lewis, you know, I, I, I'm a Christian. I, I have been my entire life. My, my family, luckily, I'm very lucky that they, that they spoke to me about Jesus' love for me all of my life, which yeah. is very good. Yeah. But a lot of people don't get that. And, uh, you know, I, I look at people that are in prison today. And, you know, when they come out, many of them end up going back in because they don't feel like they're loved or they're cherished or that anybody has their back. And nobody's telling them that they Absolutely. are okay and they are good enough and, and that yeah. they're forgiven and they can do something better. What is the message that we can give to people or how can we reach out to people, you think, that aren't, that aren't currently in a church community, that aren't hearing these types of positive things about themselves to lift them up? You know, the the thing that keeps occurring to me, I, I keep going back to that need that somebody understands that somebody's there for us. The scriptures tell us that Jesus became a man, of course, because he had to be physical to die for our sins. But also at the same time, Hebrews 2 told us he became one of us so that he could understand what it's like to be one of us. And we can be that to somebody who's coming out of prison, somebody that's in prison, somebody that's flat out on the street, anyone. We can step into that world and show him that or her that we're there to understand. And we can be that loving presence that Jesus was. And if they know that we really get it, what it's like to be them, and it really matters to us, then the Holy Spirit can open up their heart to hear about Jesus himself. 
This is absolutely fascinating, Jim Lewis. Uh, as you were going through these seven things, we had had Deb Scheffel on, who is on the Colorado Board of Education. I, I'd worked with her on the Douglas County School Board race, talking about yeah. what education is supposed to do. And and and, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but one of the things that education should should do for us is answer the big questions of life: Who are we? Why are we here? What are we to do? Oh yeah. Your list actually expands that, and. And we want to go to break, but before we do, uh, as I look at the Christmas season, you know, we get into the, all the gifts. Oh, my gosh, the gifts, and, and there's, there can be so much stress. But I am really enjoying this Christmas season because the reason that we give gifts is because we are honoring the gift that was given to us of redemption. And then oh, we, absolutely. we see all the lights on the tree, the luminarias. Those, what that says to me is the light of the world, which I just have to make an editorial comment. It makes me so darn frustrated when instead of from an yeah, energy, <laughs> energy standpoint, you know, we're trying to conserve, tell people to turn their lights off. When we've realized they say that one of the best ways to protect your home is to have your lights on. So instead of trying to shut down the lights of the world, I think we need to figure out how we empower that so that people have affordable, reliable and uh, um, oh, accessible beautiful. energy. <laughs> so, oh, but I want to yeah. go to break because there was something in the seventies. I think it was a book. It's "I'm Okay, You're Okay," but yeah. I think deep within <laughs> that there is there is a lie, and that is we. I think deep down, when I say I'm okay, I it's like you know what I know myself, and I know I've got some issues. I have some stuff going on, yeah. and I need some re- redeeming. And so, let's yeah. go to break. We are talking with Jim Lewis. He is, you're hearing him, he is uh, southwestcounseling.org. You do all kinds of great work with people. And um, we're talking about Christmas. Why do we need a Redeemer? Why do we need a Savior? We'll be right back. Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The Americhicks, Molly & Kim, recommend Predovich & Company as your financial business consultants. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn about the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich and Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for next year's tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich and Company. Are you looking for news, not propaganda? Ready for a news source you can actually trust? How about a news site that doesn't want to sell you a subscription? Visit CompleteColorado.com to see all the latest news from around Colorado. Complete Colorado's staff scours news sources from around the state and nation to bring you only the top stories that affect you right here in our great state. Updated three times a day, CompleteColorado.com has full-time reporters doing original investigations and reporting like newspapers used to do as well as opinion and political commentary from a variety of Colorado voices. And CompleteColorado.com is the only place to read columnist Mike Rosen. Always fresh content, always free, always informed. CompleteColorado.com, your complete source for Colorado news. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChick Show. I think an 
excellent gift this year would be that we don't even have to worry about the the, pow- the party that comes to power in Congress or the presidency or the judicial branch or any of that. Molly, there you is know a Santa what Claus. We want? I think regardless of you're a Republican or a Democrat, we all understand the limited role of government. Act2Blueprint.org is a part of the Article 5 Convention of States movements right here in Colorado. You know what? Our founding fathers put an emergency lever into place that said if our government ever got too big, and let's admit it, both parties have done this, if they ever get too big, we can rein them in. Check out the website act2blueprint.org or follow them on Facebook and Twitter at Act2Inc. They've got five ideas for change that will give us a more disciplined, open, transparent government regardless of the political party in power. Act2Blueprint.org. That's a great, uh, great Christmas gift for America. That's for sure. <laughs> sure so, hey, we have on the line with us uh, Jim Lewis. He is with SouthwestCounseling.org. He has a Master of Divinity. If you missed that description, go go back and listen to the, the previous segment. As well as he has a Master's in Counseling Psychology. We're talking about why do we need a Savior? Christ came to save the world. But the relativistic idea is, is that we don't need a Savior. But deep down, I think that's a lie. Jim, uh, during break, Steve, our producer, I'd mentioned the book, I'm Okay, You're Okay. He looked at it. It was uh, written in 1967. And we looked at each other and said, of course, because that's when all this stuff was, was going on. But but I think there's this lie that, that we know, I think, deep down that we're telling ourselves when I'm okay, you know, we're just going to handle that, not you're okay. I'm okay. Deep down, we look at ourselves and we're like, wait a minute, I, I've got some chinks in the armor here. I've got some things yeah. that I need to get worked out. And um, and so there's this lie that we have going on in society that, um, that in fact, we don't need a savior. And then we go, wait a minute, I have some chinks, chinks in my armor. And, and then we're seeing over on the political spectrum is then you are a victim. Well, we need to not say that we're a victim to ourselves. We need to acknowledge something. And then uh, during the Christmas season is, is this savior that came to reconcile yeah. ourselves. So uh, address that, Jim. Yeah, so we all know, like you said, we all know it's a lie that we're just okay as we are. Uh, we sense something is wrong inside of ourselves, and it doesn't matter how many colors we paint it or how much we deny it, how much we bury it. It keeps coming up. There's something wrong with me. And we also know there's something wrong with our world. And like I was saying earlier, left and right have opposite solutions for that. But we know something is wrong. So we all know we're not okay. And, of course, victimhood covers that up. I don't have to worry about what's wrong with me if I've been done wrong. And so I can be angry. And anger covers a lot of other feelings. It tends to push everything off the stage. And so we're seeing more and more anger about the way we've been treated. But it doesn't solve the problem, and we're not happy. We're less happy the more angry we are. So we are making the case that we need a Savior. Uh, And, uh, you know, one of the things as a Christian is the fact that the, the God of the universe, the creator of the universe, the big guy, says, you know, don't make me come down there. And he finally said, okay, I'm coming down there. And, uh, you know, comes down in the most humble 
of circumstances as a oh, baby yeah. Uh, yeah. in in a a food trough basically he's born there you know and and i'm yeah. thinking i, I am thinking no about mary speaking of victim kids, right? I, i'm Pete saying said. to joseph could you not have planned a little bit better i'm 9 months pregnant and you're a donkey really and <laughs> you know a, a little prior proper planning would have been a good travel thing that far i mean the census was called i i know i'm just okay <laughs> thankfully for innovation now you can ride in a car but that wasn't an option back then yeah, kim exactly <laughs> but thinking well, joseph a little planning <laughs> yeah Here's a thought, though, that I got from Alfred Edersheim. He wrote a beautiful work on the life of Christ. It looks like a dictionary, but he says, in a way, that was the only fitting way for him to come is in such humility. He says, what glory could this earth ever offer to God himself if he's going to become one of us? Anything that we tried to do to show the glory of that would have been almost an insult. So in God and his wisdom, he came in humility. But there's also that message that I want to be with you. I want to taste life like you experience it. And so there's such an unspeakable beauty that he came in that way. Well, you know, another thing with Christ is all of the things that we feel. Victimhood. I mean, my gosh, Uh, you know, um, losing everything, having all your friends turn on you. And then one of the toughest ones is is I've had dear, dear friends that have lost children to suicide, dear, dear friends that have lost children. And I mean, that is one of those things that rips your heart out. And but even God there, I've got to think when he looked down, when Christ looked down from the cross and looked at Mary, she's got to be looking at him going, what? What? You know, but How did he, it come to this? Yeah, but there he understood a mother's love. And so he, yeah, he yeah. took it all on, Jim. Yeah, absolutely. And As so we... I, oh, go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I, I get flooded with thoughts about God becoming man. You were saying just before the break that He's the light of the world, and, and it's it's so wrong to turn off lights. We need to turn on lights. And talking about the idea of a gift, you know, this year my wife and I really don't want that much physically. I mean, we'd be happy to buy each other things, but we just don't know what to ask for. We are going to spend the day thinking about God becoming man, Because, yeah, he had to come down here, but he wanted to come down here. There's something in God that makes him want to join with us. Why us? This tiny planet stuck off in a corner of the universe. Why us? And all we know is it's because we're precious to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't boil down any further than that. We're precious to him. I'll tell you a story that comes to me at Christmas time. When I was a kid, my dad was a very troubled man, and I don't mean to trash him. He's he's gone now. And I, but I will say that he was very distant. He wasn't involved with his kids. We were more of a problem to him than we were a delight. And I remember one time as I was in junior high school, I asked him, Dad, why don't you ever come down to my room? That's where my stuff is. 
And he said, well, why don't you come up to the living room and talk to me? And I thought, there is something in my gut that says he really doesn't want to be with me, does he? And then I think of my Heavenly Father coming down here to be with me, and it wasn't just a visit. Think of this, when Christ took on a human body, that was forever. And it was and for everyone. Now, yes. What a gift for God to become one of us. You know, my dog comes from a rescue um, place, and my dog, Charlie, and I love my dog, Charlie, and I was happy to go in and get him from that cage and bring him home to me. But when I think, would I have become a dog and gone into one of those cages to bring him out? Then I think, I love my Charlie, but not like that. (laughs) Wow. But God loves us like that. So if God loves us like that, in a way, we are okay because we are precious. Mm Mm-hmm. And yet there's still something wrong, and that's why we need a Savior to bring us together with God that loves us like that. Well, Jim Lewis, that is why we celebrate the Christmas season. Uh, thank oh, you yeah. so thank you so much for these thoughts. You can get more information about Jim Lewis at southwestcounseling.org. Uh, we wish you and uh, your lovely wife, Catherine, a, uh, a very, very Merry Christmas. And thank you so much for joining, joining us to talk about why we need a Savior in this postmodern, relativistic world that we live in right now, the secular world. So thank you so much, Jim Lewis. Thank Merry you. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, and Molly, thank you for having me, and happy birthday, Lord Jesus. Okay, <laughs> thank you. And Miss Molly, thank you. Merry, Merry Christmas to you. Steve, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to, you. to you as well. Uh, it's hard to believe that it's just around the corner. And to our listeners, thank you. Uh, and be sure and sign up for our emails at americhicks.com and uh, let people know about us. And listen next week because you're going to be able to uh, awesome. listen to a lot of really great World War II shows. And if you know a World War II vet, we'd love their info. That's for sure. So God bless America. God bless you all, and God bless America. Merry Christmas. We'll see y'all later. Happy Friday.